Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, pray now. What's up, Andy? Late night, gang. It's that it's that night pod action. Yeah, it's a different feel. We we talk about it all the time, but it is. It's a different feel. It's a different feel. I am I am the I'm one second into our you know what ad before I crack one. You know, it's just got that good. I've already got two beers in me tonight. You know how it goes. It's, and also, it's just like it's a Wednesday. You know, Wednesday's the new Thursday. Thursday's been the new Friday for years. <laughs> this is news to me. Yeah. yeah. Wednesday's I mean, the new Thursday. I'm, I feel like Thursday's the new weekend since I was in college. Yeah. Thursday was right? a big weekend thing in college. And like Wednesday was a, Wednesday used to be like the. Wednesday used to be like the, like the end of the week, basically you get third, you get to Thursday post work post, you know, Thursday, happy hour, you know, unless you're a lawyer or a doctor or something like, come on, it's the weekend Fridays we're mailing in Fridays. I, I like post- how you, you, you just listed three, two, two professions. You're like, unless you're a lawyer or a doctor, everybody yeah. else doesn't give a I, shit. Honestly, I truly. And then honestly, even lawyers, like unless you're a doctor, basically, unless you're a doctor or Supreme Court justice, Fridays have been canceled for as long as I can remember. Post pandemic, Wednesdays are the new Thursdays. I would argue it's more of a California thing. I, I'd say I think a lot of the other areas. But, but by the way, spe- speaking of working, I just want to I was actually going to tweet this out, but I'll just say it on our show instead. Has there ever been a time? And actually, there hasn't. I'll just say it. There has never been a time ever where anybody can get a job. I Like, is it like this in California? Here, every single business I drive by. Yeah, help on it. Help on it. Hiring. Yeah. And like yeah. the amount that they're paying fast food places, I think about the stuff I did in high school. It's nuts, man. Every place needs somebody. It's crazy. But I mean, we're we're from a time where like, you're in high school, you're in college. Like we didn't have a thing. Now, literally every girl between 18 and 24 has 1 million TikTok followers. Every dude between 18 and 24 is somehow monetizing, playing video games on Twitch. True. God. Yeah. But what I would do to be 18 again and have people watching my drunken late night Madden playing. I know. As a career. I never thought of it from that angle because meanwhile I'm driving by and I'm like, I'm like McDonald's is paying fourteen dollars an hour. I was like, I worked there sophomore year in college. They they didn't pay me sh- or sophomore year of high school. They I dressed up as a hamburglar. I think I've told that I was the yeah. hamburglar. They didn't pay me shit to do kids parties. Just imagine me calling my 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 brother a a cunt as I played Goldeneye was a fucking <laughs> way to make money. Uh, uh, yeah, a profession. That's crazy. You you use really gonna use odd job, you little bitch, little bitch ass bitch using a little bitch ass odd job. What would be crazier is trying to explain it to your parents. 
Yeah. Like, no, I actually get paid to do this. Yeah. I mean, Dude, I, mean I can't even explain to my parents. I get paid doing a podcast. That's what I'm saying. Like, 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 I don't think my parents ever understood ever. And not to, not to name names, but one of my siblings still doesn't understand. Like he, I, he just thinks, I don't know what he thinks. He just thinks it's I've, Brad. we know it's Brad. I, I've magic. <laughs> I've magically somehow. I think we all know it's Brad. Yeah. I've just magically somehow been able to pay rent and for groceries or whatever the last how many years like it just falls out of the sky. I'm like, no, dude, when I when I read ads, just FYI Dirtballs, they they pay when, when ads are done. So I don't know if you guys are, are familiar with that. Then we have a few of this episode, so go support our sponsors. That's great. <laughs> Doesn't mean we still don't have to do other jobs. Like for example, this weekend I'll be the comedy house yeah. in New Orleans. <laughs> well, what, what, comedy. What are those dates? What are those I times? Saturday, October first and second. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Come to the shows, buy the tickets, get get your tickets in advance. It's all on my social media bios. Yeah, man. Twenty twenty one's wild. I swear to God, this is I'm I. If next week, on Monday. Well, I'll still be in New Orleans and I, and we come onto the show and I talk about my weekend in New Orleans and I talk about, I'm going full Liam Neeson to the first third Paul. It's like, you're in New Orleans. I, I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. I can't wait. What do you mean you're in New Orleans? I'm going to be underneath your bed when you go to sleep and I'm going to slit your throat and let you bleed out. I had someone message me like a month or two ago was wanting to meet up in Venice. And I was like, a lot's happened. <laughs> <laughs> I have terrible news for you. I got some bad news. Some things happened to my family. I don't live there anymore. You know, like it was one of those like awkward. Well, I don't know how I put this to you, buddy, but uh, yeah, I'm not living there anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's going to happen to you. For sure. Yeah. Maybe. That's that's going to be an interesting game, man. What Giant Saints? Man, yeah. Man, you I, that that means you've given up less on my team than I have. Well, I just, I mean, I I would argue I I have moved into the slot as the. I don't even call me a Jameis hater. I just I just love, I dude. I get enjoyment when he plays bad. I just get so much enjoyment. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you it. It's funny because, you know, I'm, I've never been a Jameis hater. I have always called myself a Jameis truther. We've only become Jameis haters because there's Jameis lovers out there who, yeah. despite all facts, won't let it go. Sure. I will say one thing about um, Jameis, you know, and, and the... Uh, Have you seen his videos lately coming out? He's insane. He's the a love, Dude, he's a stand-up comic. The love for he who shall not be named that loves Jameis, you know, we, we don't we don't talk about that guy either anymore. But it's like there's all this. There's I've seen a lot of the talk on the Internet that like, oh, it's going to progress. You know, it's like Jameis is first of all, this is year two of Jameis on the team. But also that it's like there's going to be this ramping up of Jameis through, through the year as he like can't learns. wait, can't wait. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, I hope that that's true. I hope yes. that they ramp up. And second oh, yeah. of all, and second of all, do, doesn't that just prove he's bad? Because 
Matthew Stafford joined a new team in a new system. And they were like, Hey, you want to throw the ball 45 times a game? Win the MVP. And he's like, yeah, sure. I'd love to. They're like, both, great. Both former number one picks for the yeah. record. Yeah. I mean that, that I haven't seen that because I maybe haven't followed closely enough, but. But like, imagine if they, Joe, this had, is, this is year. This imagine is if they had seventh Stafford. year. Imagine if they had Stafford. Listen, I think there's truth to like new system. Sure. The whole thing. But like, imagine that Stafford was throwing the ball 17 times a game and they're like, he's just getting used to the system. They could not run the ball last week. Stafford threw the ball 40 times. Yeah. Well, and again, like you said, it's his second year there and it's, it's his seventh year. I know, I know new Orleans fans and I know some of you and I see you on Twitter. Some of the Orleans dirt balls are sick of the dunking on Jameis, but guys, you gotta have a rally. Like this is year seven. This, this guy's a, probably halfway done with his NFL career. He's in, he's in the middle part. And I think there's absolutely truth that the Saints offense was hampered last year, last couple of years by Drew Brees' lack of ability to throw the ball downfield. But if you're going to let your quarter, if you're going to replace Drew Brees with somebody and you're only going to let him throw 15 times a game, like, so, you know, I still, I still think that they could beat the giants who are broken shell of themselves with Taysom Hill or Archie Manning at quarterback. But uh, I hope that you're right. I hope that you're right. It is an interesting game. I'll be there. I'll I'll be turned. By the way, speaking of Archie Manning, I mean, I'm just going to get this out of the way. If if you're not watching Peyton and Eli, I, 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 at this point, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You're not even a football fan. These guys are absolutely Amazing. And they're getting better by the week. I was texting my brother about this. We were saying how their timing and because it's going to take, you talk about taking a minute to get used to it. This is a whole new thing. Dude, these guys are improving every week with the guest, when not to speak over each other. I mean, the whole thing. Eli's just, doing the Dak dance and his dress socks. Eli's double, funny, man. Double finger birds. Eli, Eli is hilarious. I, w- I would argue Eli's funnier than Peyton. I, I, I don't even think that's a question. He he does more with less. Yeah. He gets that, more laughs on way less attempts. He's throwing for 350 yards a game on 20 throws. Peyton's throwing for 295 yards a game on 60 throws. And I love Peyton too. Don't get me wrong. But when he did the double bird and then his apology was, well, a nine-year-old did it to me. He only, he only did that because ESPN told him during the commercial break. And he also... He, Eli is the ultimate, like, he's the ultimate, like, like, uh, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for, but he's like everything when everybody thinks he's like dumb, whatever, it's all an act. He knew he wasn't even, he didn't even think for a second whether or not he thought better than to give the finger. And then he did it anyway. And then he was like, well, I just did it. He literally, he knew it was wrong. He did it anyway. He's like, what are they going to do about it? And then he made a half-assed apology. Like, he did not accidentally double middle finger on national television. No. And what's fun for me is their personalities that we've gotten to know on the field are the same on this broadcast, where Eli was always the calm, cool, nothing phased him. He's that way when they do the games and 
Peyton was way more energetic and lively in the field. And he's the same way. I mean, you saw Peyton when they didn't have a running back. He's like, they don't got a running back. They don't got a running back. Like yeah. he's going psycho and he's in, you know, and Eli's just laughing. Yeah. Like their personalities on that are the same way they were on the field. And everybody was sharing the, when that running back thing happened, the classic, like, God damn it, Donald. <laughs> Where yeah. Donald goes the wrong way. Oh, it's so great. It's amazing. And Eli was kicking back, and I like how Peyton, or I'm sorry, Peyton was kicking back. Eli made a comment about it, about all those red Solo cups. What what was in that red Solo cup that Peyton was drinking? Yeah, right? I mean, he he got on on Peyton a couple times. The pit stains, the cowboy hat, the Solo cups. Dare I say Peyton Manning was drinking a Miller Lite? Oh, I think he absolutely was. He, they seem like Miller Lite guys, don't they? Yeah, they do, right? I'm gonna have to step out for a second because I'm a Miller Lite guy. Yeah, you grab you grab that Miller Lite, guys. The Manning brothers are definitely Miller Lite guys. We're Miller Lite guys, and if you're not a Miller Lite guy, become one. It's been the light beer with great taste since 1975, Joe Brano. No, don't I know it? Great taste and only 96 calories. Miller Lite is brewed with beer lovers in mind. So if you like to drink beer, Which you should do. You should definitely be drinking a Miller Lite. So next time you're getting ready to enjoy cold ones with your friends, go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. I'm, I'm, really, I'm, I'm, I really, I really, I really believe that the the Mannings are definitely Miller guys. Yeah. Well, I'm bummed because we don't get them till week seven now. Who's we, we? And oh, oh, you're saying the Mannings? The Mannings. We don't get well, them till week seven. I assumed that Eli was not going. To, that they were. I knew they were going to take this week off because this week, Eli's Giants a week after his. Jersey number retirement, go to his hometown to play Archie's Saints. I know Eli's going to be down there. And I don't know if you saw this, but I tweeted at him. And I am going to do this. I'm going to make sure I'm going to go to the club on Friday early. And I'm going to say for all four shows, I need Eli Manning plus one on my guest list. We need two seats empty for Eli and whoever his bestie is in New Orleans. Coop. I don't know if it's Cooper. I don't know if it's his wife. I don't know if he's going to bring Arch after the Friday Night Lights game. But I tweeted it, and then, you know, a few dirt balls are out there, and you want to help support. Tell Eli Manning on Twitter to come to my shows at Comedy House New Orleans this weekend. It'd be pretty awesome if Eli showed up. It'd be great. Yeah, he'd be there in a quarter zip, drinking a Miller Light. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. And. uh you can maybe talk to him and tell him you guys got to do this every week. If the dude, we what we've tasted, you know, once you get that fix, man, it's like a drug. We've tasted, we've tasted the Manning brothers. We need more three weeks off there. And they know what they're doing. They really are like drug dealers. They're like, Oh, now, now take it away for a little bit. I mean, look at the guests. They're getting like, the, like, dude, you had LeBron and Nick Saban. Nick Saban's never done a weekday interview ever. Cause he's a, cause he was in his lair as you saw yeah. studying game film. You get the, Best basketball player in the world. 
which was awesome. And who did they have in the first quarter? I know they had uh, Long in the fourth quarter. Matthew Stafford. Who? Yeah. Who? And Stafford. who? By the way, Stafford was great. I, I want to. Stafford I wanna, was awesome. He was funny. He, I thought he was great. He was great. They had the they had the the photo of him at Manning passing camp. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, man. These uh, these broadcaster. I mean, we really did. We really did blaze the trail on RIP Ravel. Yeah. My brother brought up the one Ravel. Remember the Ravel with uh, Theo Vaughn and uh, Jen, Jen Sturger? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do I remember? Absolutely. Oh, my God. It was remarkable. Yeah. Theo, Theo was amazing. He didn't know what was happening. And then he was all about getting Jen Sturger drunk. And then Jen Sturger like refused to drink like Bloody Marys or whatever. They really rabble had this whole idea of like Bloody Mary bowl games. And she was like, can I just get a bottle of whiskey? And then she just started housing whiskey. And then her now husband had to come pick her up. Did she hide in the bathroom? She got so drunk. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Rabble is wild. I mean, I mean, let's, let's, let's bring back. And then Theo Ra- just started roasting her. Oh my God. Obviously I wasn't there. I was back in Cincinnati. You guys were in LA. I mean, Rabble was the birthplace of the two high game. I, that's what I was just about to say. <laughs> we are we are weeks away from Eli Manning or Peyton Manning calling a two high and it all coming full circle. For those who don't know this reference, we used to do this this now defunct app called Rabble, where we basically did what the Manning brothers do, just an audio form. And this is 2015, so the technology has obviously come so far with Facebook Live and YouTube Live and all these things, Instagram Live, where you can do this. That wasn't around yet, but these guys were pretty innovative. And Joe and I are calling a Lions-Packers game. Is that like a Monday night game or a Thursday night game? Yeah, I think it was a Thursday night game. It was a primetime game. And we're just smashing pizza. Remember we were in that, that they would book, they would book like, they would book rooms for us in LA at like uh, a recording studio. Like yeah. a sound studio where people would record songs. And that was one of Aaron Rodgers' infamous Hail Marys. And he and just, Ruther went full bleacher <laughs> bum in major league. He threw the ball in the air, and Ruther immediately called a too high. And while the ball was in the air, and it was very high, while the ball was in the air, we had enough time to argue about how ridiculous a claim that was. I was like, too high. What does that even mean? Too high. <laughs> what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> Maybe I was too high saying that the ball yeah. was too high. And I believe that was before the end of half. Or was that the end of the game for them? To I win? think it's the end of the game. I think it's for the win. Yeah. At Detroit in the Ford at Ford Field. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that call's got to be somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Check. We'll tweet at Wisco Morty. See what's going on. I'm. I'm gonna find. I bet I have that call somewhere. I mean, that was. That's a. That. That's like a greatest moment in dirty sports history. Well, like the Kobe shot challenge was on Rabble. Yeah. That's right. Man, nice little, nice little trip down memory lane. Anyway. Point is, we're responsible for the Manning, the Manning cast. Yeah, I, I'd like some residual money. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so would Rabble. Did like to get a bankruptcy. <sighs> yeah, R.I.P. I'd like, <laughs> I'd like R- some of that money. 
they could restart there. Where do you watch the Bears in Las Vegas website that they like pivoted to? Which also failed. No offense. Yeah. Which I still wish I had another idea. I'm like, I'll be in New Orleans. Like I, I'm always like, oh, where do I watch my game? Like I'm in Los Angeles. Where is the Giants bar? I don't know. Yeah, but this thing called Google exists. You could just yeah. put Giants bar New Orleans. Yeah, but it, do- it doesn't work as well as you'd think. Really? Yeah. Like, I feel like if there was a centralized site for people to put this in, because then you get like 10, you know, unless there's like a, like, I know for a fact, if you want to watch the Niners in Los Angeles, you go to that SF saloon that's on like, whatever, you know what I mean? But if you wanted to watch the Bengals, it's like, is there a fucking spot? No. Why would you want to do that? First of all, right. They are hosting the Jags here tomorrow. Am I going? No. Thursday night, prime time. I'm going to end up going to a couple of Bengals games. So we knew that was going to happen. Well, and also a dirt ball, you know, donated a hundred dollars months ago. And I was like, I'm going to have to go. Going to have to go and hate watch. They play the chargers. I was surprised you weren't going to be making the, uh, the track for the Cincinnati game this week, Cincinnati versus Notre Dame. You know what's crazy? I couldn't believe this. You know Cincinnati's the favorite? Oh, yeah. Cincinnati opened at minus two and a half. It's down to one and a half last time I looked on uh, FanDuel. But Cincinnati is the road favorite. I can't believe that. old, old spot. And they just whooped up Wisconsin, too. Yeah. I don't think Notre Dame's that good. We'll see. That would be a huge win for Cincinnati. You know, I'm rooting for him. So growing up, the Xavier Cincinnati basketball rivalry was so big. You hate it. Uh, I did. You hated everything Cincinnati, even though Xavier doesn't have a basketball team or a football team. But as I got older, I was like, okay, that's stupid. They're the, they're, you're right. They're, they're the rival in basketball, but why can't I root for their – like, not that I root, but, you know, I, I do. I, I want them to win. It's good for the city. It's a, it's a, little, it's a little stadium. I, you know, had a 45-yard interception pick six at – Newport Stadium in Cincinnati. Humble brag right there. Were, were we already up 40 points in the game when I was playing? Yes, we were. Certain siblings, I'm not going to name names, will remind me of that every single time. Which sibling do you think I'm talking about? I think it's still Brad. <laughs> yep, still I Brad. Again, I once again think it's Brad. <laughs> still Brad. Who will not know that you called him out about that because he doesn't understand podcasting. He doesn't understand radio on the internet. No, definitely doesn't understand radio. On the you know what I've been doing though, which I really enjoy speaking of uh, messing with people. I've been getting a lot of random text about, you know, spam text about like, Oh, click this. Something's been donated in your Venmo. And I've been getting a lot. And every single time I send him the picture of the black dude with his big dick, and every, right. every single time I laugh, like none of the Photoshop versions, I just send that black dude with this massive hog and I laugh every single time. I bet you I've done it. I'm not exaggerating 20 times in the last six weeks. Because for a while I was getting a text every day and I'm like, oh, you think you're funny? And I just wish I could see the person on the other end. I don't know if it's like a call center in India or wherever it is. I just want to see their reaction when they're like, oh, I'm going to try to con you clicking on this link and you get the biggest black dick you've ever seen 
to the little things in life, Joe Prado. Or the big things, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> and I do the same. I'll get those about the house. Yeah. Are you guys selling the house? <laughs> oh, well, you, you think we're selling the house? Boom. Big old dick. Never gets old. So RIP to that guy. We're going to talk a little sports. I think we should. It's sure. Point. Sure. Well, I feel like we've talked to we've talked Jameis. We've talked the Manning cast. Yeah, we have. Let's uh, let's talk a little NBA for a minute. I know you guys are probably sick of hearing it. I'm sick of talking about it, but you have to discuss it. The unvaccinated players will not get paid. The ones who are not playing in New York and San Francisco. And we talked about this issue last episode, but since last episode, it has been a wild ride. It has. I mean, we had media day. We had the players, you know, LeBron comes out, says he is vaccinated. Steph Curry essentially trolls Andrew Wiggins. Um, You know, Jonathan Isaac does his thing. Bradley Beal does his thing. It seems like it's Beal, Kyrie, Isaac. They're sort of the face of the unvaxxed crowd. And it's funny because two of those guys are stars. And one of those guys is just a guy who refused to kneel for black lives matter and talked openly about like, you know, January 6th and stuff like that. So like, it's funny how we do this. It's like, it's almost like we should ignore everything that Jonathan Isaac says, but we gave him We're everybody's pretending that like, he's a player on the, on the magic and not just like the black Republican. <laughs> Look, I don't know anything about him. Um, that's the truth. I haven't followed because he's uh, not a NBA star by any means. You don't know about him because there's no reason to know about him. The only people who do know about him know that he was the guy that refused to kneel for Black Lives Matter. Well, look, I like that doesn't bother. He can do what he wants, just right. like he, he just like he can do what he wants on the vaccine. You know, he's he's been league obviously a few years. He's a top. 10 pick out of Florida state, but he has been getting a lot of headlines. Yeah. And if we want, I can play what he said the other day. Now, again, a quick reminder. So in the city of New York and San Francisco, you have to be vaccinated in these sort of events. And the NBA is saying, if you don't play, so if let's say, for example, if Kyrie Irving does not play, he will not be paid, which 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 is obviously fair. is why Andrew Wiggins, who's, you know, a number one overall pick. And, you know, I wouldn't say a star, but definitely a, a good NBA player, Kyrie Irving. Um, but then obviously people come to town like you got to play, uh, you know, 41 games in uh, on the road as well. So, yeah. you know. Andrew Wiggins will miss the games in San Francisco and the games in New York. Kyrie Irving will miss the games in New York and San Francisco. Like if you're an unvaxxed player on the Mavericks, you'll miss your game in New York and your game wherever. So it's for everybody. Sure. So this is what Isaac had to say, why he um, will not be getting the vaccine. I'll just play the question and that way everybody can hear it. If you missed it. Jonathan, Josh Robbins with the athletic. Uh, what is it about the vaccine that that makes you uh, hesitant to 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 get it? Uh, I, I would start with um, I've, I've had COVID, um, 
in the past. And so our, our understanding of antibodies, of natural immunity has uh, uh, changed a, a great deal from the onset of the pandemic and is still evolving. Um, I understand that the vaccine would uh, um, help if, if, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms um, from contracting it. But with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh, having a severe reaction, but it does open me up to the, albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Um, okay. We can keep going, but that, that's, you know, that's amazing. And by the way, I don't, he, what, a lot of what he's saying is true. If, if you've had COVID, you have the antibodies, the adverse effects should the effect shouldn't be as bad just like what he said as we know is true if you've had the vaccine you're more likely not to be hospitalized or have serious side effects so basically he's saying the the small chance that well yeah my issue with his response is that the question was what's your hesitancy and then he gave a very long answer, which you cut off in the middle. So it goes on for a while longer. I can keep playing. There's only no, 50, no, no, 50 no, no. more seconds. No, that's fine. The point is, you know, it's a two minute long answer. And the only thing that directly answers the question that was asked is the very last thing we just heard where he said, there's a, uh, there's a chance, albeit rare, of an adverse side effect. Everything else he says before and after that is saying why he doesn't think he needs the vaccine. Now, I totally understand a million answers on why would, people would say they don't need the vaccine. It doesn't protect you. It, you can get it. You can still give it. Blah, blah, sure. blah, 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 blah. No one's asking that question of him. And the reason no one's asking that question of him is because why NBA players need the vaccine is to play in every city, in every stadium without any issue whatsoever. So yeah. the, the answer about why you, why one would get it or why one would need it is very obvious. The question of why are you hesitant to get it is the question that is asked. And he, he basically said, he slipped it in the middle, the very, small chance of an adverse side effect. And to me, that's the issue with all of the, this it's honestly an issue with the whole vax anti-vax discussion. I would say Jonathan, Isaac, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving have a way better argument. If they just say, Hey man, I'm a fucking freedom fighter. I don't think we should be mandated to get, you know, I don't think seatbelts should be mandated. But, or, but, I, but or, I don't think they are like, like, I, I, I think I, I, I think, agree with you. I agree with you. I don't think they are. I think what they're I think they're just basically concerned about a possible side effect, which which is possible. I disagree. I disagree, I disagree that they're concerned about that. And here's why I disagree, because everybody keeps saying like, I did my own research. I did my own research. Everybody's doing their own research. Blah, 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 blah. Even which, LeBron James. Which, by the way, 
There's nothing it's funnier. Hilarious. There's nothing funnier. Yeah. Than now, listen, fucking athletes or anyone talking about their own. I would research. say I did my own research, but my own research consisted of talking to people who's who have a science or medical background that I trust. But if you did your own research, the number that comes up, and this is by no means a firm figure, but even the report is about 7,900 reports of deaths among vaccinated vaccine, not necessarily the cause. So almost 8,000 people died sort of immediately following somewhat immediately following getting vaccinated. So the cause doesn't necessarily mean the vaccine caused it. Now you could have something wrong with you and the vaccine triggered that thing that was wrong with you. Right. So this is just the number very obviously not caused by the vaccine, but maybe triggered by the vaccine. 8,000, even if you double it, 16,000, the number of people who have been vaccinated worldwide is 6.25 billion people. There's not that many billion of people in the world. Is there more than 6.25 billion shots have been given of the COVID-19. You know, double dosed. Okay. So again, double the number of people that died, cut the number of shots given in half. That number, if you divide it, is still infinitely lower. Yeah, there's there's like 7.7 billion people in the world. Okay. So the number is still infinitely smaller than the number of NBA players who've just fucking straight up died playing basketball on the court. <laughs> Percentage-wise. Reggie Lewis, one in 5,000. You have a better chance of collapsing on an NBA court and dying than you do of getting a COVID vaccine and, and dying from that. Look. <clears throat> My point is, this is the, the when you say, you're, you could say that about anything. You could say that about anything. So my problem with it is like, if this is your justification, it's a shitty justification. And so that's why I just believe that they're not doing it in good faith. I don't believe anybody's worried about what could happen. I just don't believe it. Okay. Well, we disagree there. I I think, I think some people are, whether we know, we'll never know whether we know or not. Right. I would respect somebody so much more as being like, you can't make me get shit. I don't want to get, I think that's honest. And just say it, but saying that you're worried about the extreme openly verbalizing the extremely rare chance that something happened to me, motherfucker, then we have no idea what happens when you keep your phone next to your genitals 12 hours a day. We have no idea what happens. Can't be good for you. Can't be. But you do it for the trade off, you know, you you know, because you're fully connected to the world and that's better than what could potentially happen. We're, we're like in unprecedented times. And that's the thing. And I don't think people, a lot, of, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, we're, we're in weird times with all this stuff. And, but, you know, I would argue overall, I think everything's been handled extremely poorly from the world's perspective. I would argue, uh, you know, I, I guess certainly I'm, by our country. Sure. And I would argue a lot of countries I, like, like, I guess my, my perspective is I don't, this might sound bleak. It just, it's just I, my 
perspective through all this is, is I don't, I don't trust, I don't trust. I didn't trust a lot of people before, you know, I don't, I don't trust our government to handle it. I don't trust certain institutions. I don't trust politicians. Then again, doesn't mean that I'm on the other side and, you know, trust other things. It, it, it's just, you have to do you right. And, and I think for sure, I, you know, at first, I think a lot of people have worries about the shot and the vaccine, but at the end of the day, then don't get it. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that's cool. But here's the thing. We are self-employed comedians. We could not get it. And then we could just not go to a Knicks game. I could have not gone to that concert in Santa Barbara or they made me like, if I didn't get it, it would affect nobody. But then yeah. you get into the, the conversation of what is the, what is, what are we really having a conversation about when we talk to the NBA players? You're talking about weighing two things on yeah. one side. Here's, here's the, the scales on one side, you could get it and play everywhere and not ever have to answer a question from the media at all, ever. I just, sure. just got it. And you're just going to play. And on the other side, you could answer questions endlessly about it, lose money, not be able to play in New York, not be able to play in San Francisco, be labeled an anti-vaxxer and blah, 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 blah. Now, if you say your reasoning for take, choosing that side is, fuck you, you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do with my life. Okay. But if your reasoning is, there's a one in a hundred million chance that something happens to me, well, then you're just a dipshit. You just well, come off as an asshole. I, I mean, maybe, you know, I, I think people fear these things. And, and I think these fears come out of certain legitimacy. I, I, I think we, we all fear um, the unknown. And, 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 and for a lack of a better term, that's what this is. I, I know for me, just me personally, and obviously I'm not an NBA player. For me personally, it really wasn't that much of a question. I just wanted to get on with my life. And the earliest I could get my two doses, I got them. I've basically lived a normal life since then. And uh, that, that was my thing. I, I didn't, like you're saying, I, I didn't, I didn't want to have to go get a COVID test before I saw the Grateful Dead. Cause that's what I would have had to done. Instead, I just had my card and I showed them. I didn't want to have to like, I didn't want to have to do it before going to Mets games. I didn't want to have to lie to people who said, Hey, you can't see my kids. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't see my parents. If you don't get vaccinated. Sure. You can't see whatever. I was like, cool. I've, I've talked to people. I've done a minimal amount of research about how vaccines in general work and the long-term possibility, the possibility of long-term yeah. side effects. I am not a scientist. I'm prob I probably did a whole lot less research than Jonathan Isaac. And I found out very quickly, literally nothing's going to happen. Well, I mean, look at, at this, at the same token, everything I'm saying, it doesn't mean I support certain things. Like I don't support vaccine passports. I don't support like, like personally, I'm, I'm probably in the middle ground of like, like people are going so hard one way or the other. And I'm like, well, uh, you know, you, you can have different opinions on these things. And, and I think that's why everyone's fighting and it's, it's, it's never ending, but like my problem is always the people like, like Andy, you and I, okay. Well, yeah, we don't support vaccine passports. Okay. I also don't support passports. I don't support seatbelt laws. I don't support speed limits. I don't support the wall. You know, 
The problem in uh, America is w- there's there's so much literal and figurative fence sitting. Imagine saying you don't support vaccine passports, but you do support the wall. That's a that's the Venn diagram of people who are anti-vax and support the wall is probably a sure. fucking circle. I'm sure so it you're is. literally saying. How dare you tell me what to do? And then also being like, hey, we have drawn invisible lines here. And how dare you break invisible lines? It's like, motherfucker, this is exactly what we're talking about. This is a invisible vaccine line. There's a visible vaccine line at the Staples Center. You can or can't come in unless you've had the fucking shot. You can or cannot enter the United States if you have a fucking United States passport. This is it's all totally hypothetical. So like. My thing is pick a fucking lane. I don't support vaccine passports, but I also got the vaccine because I don't have to fucking deal with it. I don't support passport passports. Yeah, I mean, look. I I, I hope and maybe that's being optimistic that, you know, we'll have an end to these discussions of sports and because, you know, I we just want to watch sports. And but but at the same token, like we said last episode, if these guys don't play, it's not going to affect anything. Well, it's certainly not going to affect us if Jonathan Isaacs doesn't play. And, you know, it, it, it would have not affected the NBA playoffs for the past five years if Bradley Beal does or doesn't play. Kyrie doesn't fucking play. It's like, it's I like he's to, injured again. Yeah. It's like, I hate to say it, but like if Kyrie is the poster child for one side, you're probably on the dumb side of an argument. Sure. Well, I mean, he's got a bad track record for sure. No denying that. You, you don't want the guy who's a flat earther. But again, my thing is like, I'm here for the argument that like, yo, fuck you. I'm just a man on earth. You ain't going to tell me you can inject me with some shit. And it's like, cool. Then just don't play basketball. Just don't play in the NBA. Look, he can play in the NBA at once. It's just he's not going to play in the two times in New York. Right, and he's going to get tested more often, and he'll probably miss games because of close contact with COVID. And yeah, like, so, so, his life, so his life's a lot more work, for right. sure. And the world is overcorrecting for a fucking global pandemic. Surprise, surprise. The world all, you know, the, the, the they're also bugging our phones because, you know, 0.0000001% of COVID deaths died on 9-11. Now they're bugging all of our phones. These things happen. People overreact to shit. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're discussing, we're discussing health, Joe. And this is, this is a perfect time to discuss some of the friends of the show that I referenced earlier oh, in man, this episode, right? Let's talk health. Let's talk health. Let's talk about crowd health, right? Let's let's talk about how you recently went through this with your knee, how dealing with insurance companies and all the high premiums and the deductibles and the thousands of dollars that you have to pay when you have a costly injury is awful. It's the worst thing ever, right? Because people in the United States are always concerned about the cost of health insurance. I know I am because there, there are no good options. But our friends at, at Crowd Health, this, this is going to be an option for you guys. Now, it isn't health insurance. It's a better way to pay medical expenses. 
So basically, you have a membership as a monthly subscription. You can start or stop when it's convenient for you. It's simple and transparent pricing, customized to fit your needs. And CrowdHealth lowers your monthly healthcare costs, and you can see any doctor you want. You simply use their app and find nearly any doctor in the country and rank them from one to five on a star system. So CrowdHealth, so then you, I'm sorry, and next you scan your bills and CrowdHealth will take it from there. You press a button to receive virtual care anytime, anywhere. So this is another option. Again, it's not health insurance, but to help reduce your cost. CrowdHealth is able to offer amazing prices because of its community of health-conscious members. But for a limited time, Dirty Sports listeners get their first month free. And after you've been a member, CrowdHealth will include a fitness wearable, such as like a Fitbit or something like that. That's 30 days to try risk-free plus the fitness wearable. Just go to joincrowdhealth.com forward slash fit and enter code dirty at sign up. That's joincrowdhealth.com forward slash fit promo code dirty. Once again, crowd health is not health insurance. It's a community powered alternative terms and conditions may apply. You know what? They had me at an alternative to health insurance. <laughs> yeah. Right. As far as our country where we are, I know we're number one in a lot of things, but health insurance ain't it. No. So if there's an alternative to health insurance, I'm in. Yeah. By the way, I, they, they sent, uh, speaking of health insurance, I think they tried to, <laughs> and they tried to bill my dad for something. So, so like to me, that's health insurance in a nutshell. Yeah, uh, he he ain't been around for over a year now, so yeah. uh, I don't know who you're billing. Now, another good alternative, if you want to get in shape, Joe, if you want to work on your exercise routine, mix it up, improve what you're doing, you should download the FitBot app because FitBot creates a fitness program that continually adapts with new exercise and dynamic intensity that adjusts just to how you're progressing, like your personal progress. So you'll be challenged to meet your goals at a different pace. I love FitBod because I'm not a weight guy. And since I downloaded the FitBod app a few months ago, it's personalized it to my goals of, uh, of like the body workouts, right? Yeah. So, you, there's so much in the FitBod app, which I've also got, you, you know, you can put in your intro plan what kind of equipment you have, what kind of equipment you don't have, yeah. what kind of, what kind of, uh, workout regimen, what, you know, are you trying to have more cardio? You're trying to build strength. You're trying to get, you know, trying to lose weight, whatever. And basically you put in what you have and you put in your goals and then, and it crafts a personalized workout for you. Exactly. Not even a personalized workout, a personalized workout regimen. Exactly. So personalized training can be tough on a budget, as we know, but FitBot is only $9.99 a month or $59.99 a year. Sign up now and you'll get 20% off your membership. So 25% off that $60 a year. Pick up the pace on your fitness journey with FitBot today and your future self will thank you. Get 25% off your membership at fitbod.me forward slash dirty. That's 25% off at fitbod.me forward slash dirty. 
Okay, let's do something a little different this episode. Let's do something different. Let's do calls now. Wow. <laughs> calls before picks. picks. We're going to keep you guys around for the NFL picks. And one of the calls is related to the picks. That's another reason I'm doing this. An idea. Great. So the hotline is 310-359-8365. Give us a call and uh, hopefully we can get around to playing it. We, you, we can start with that. So this is an idea which we could maybe implement tonight as far as how we do the weekly picks. Okay. What's up, fellas? It's Matt, longtime dirt ball. Quick uh, just observation point, I suppose, and I guess I should first throw out the caveat route or I'm driving, so sorry if the phone quality isn't great, but I, I wish you guys, when you were making your weekly picks, had some sort of strategy as far as who was going to pick first or uh, so that you weren't making the same picks every time, uh, maybe alternating picks or something along those lines, because I feel like sometimes you guys change your picks based on what the other person, what the other person picks. So just something to throw out or consider, um, maybe, maybe something worth looking into. Thanks, fellas. Keep it up. Stay dirty. I think it's a good idea. I don't know if you know this. The last two weeks out of 32 picks, we only had four different picks. I know. And and I will I will say that, you know, these past few weeks, as I've I've seen this trend happening, I've even said this is like sometimes I will literally literally wait because I tend to pontificate and I'm always worried, like, especially when I especially when I'm like, Ooh, this one's going to be on. Like, I feel like I could guess for the most part games where the majority of people are probably playing one side. And now Vegas would say the whole point of the spread is to get people equal on both sides. But I feel like there's obvious ones, but the ones where it's different, I'll always go like, Oh, what, what do you got here? Cause I'm not trying. I'm, I'm, I'm desperately trying to have different picks. Well, it sounds like the best way to do it is just take turns. Sure. And it's me. That's the easy solution. I go, you go. I go, you go, or vice versa. Yeah. Fantastic. And we, we can do that today when we get to the picks because uh, it seems like that's the only. But also, I'll be honest. I think the last two weeks we we were on the same. Like the picks I made that were different than you were classic picks that we would like. Like last week, I took Detroit in Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Like Detroit. No, I'm sorry, Detroit and the Texans. Like those are traditional. Ruther's gonna make some stupid picks. I took, I think the Jackie taking the jets. We were like, dude, what are you doing? Like you got the, know. you got the lions last week though. I did. I wanted them to win. I, I, I just the lions. I mean, I lost all, by the way, I lost, I lost all, all respect from a cockner after what he tweeted today. I didn't see it. I don't follow Barry McCock. Well, he, he I can't yeah, keep up with all that. I know he he did something though. He's rating quarterbacks, and he was like basically saying Jared Goff is as bad as people make him. And I'm like, they, what planet are you on, dude? Yeah, Jared Goff is a me. We established that Jared Goff was a medium pizza the year they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he is a medium pizza. In fact, we invented the medium pizza for Jared Goff. We did, and, and Mitchell Trubisky. We did. I'll also add that I um, I play in multiple spread pick'em leagues, and for my own sake, for my own sake of like what I think is helps me 
be correct. When I do those, I tend to like fly through them and not, and try not to overthink them. And so even when I do our show, I always pull up my pick them and I, I check in with what I thought in a blink moment, because I think that gives me the best chance of being correct. So despite what I say, or, you know, sometimes I waver, Oh, who do I like this? Do I like that? Most of the time it's almost exactly what I already decided before the show even starts. Yeah. Well, let's play a call from the Lions fan. How about that? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is this new? No, let me see. I think this is it. Okay. Hey, uh, Peter here, Michigan Dirtball. Um, First of all, first of all, first off, fuck. Anyway, um, perspective from a Lions fan, um, besides just like depression. Um, Jared Goff is awful. Um, he's not actually as bad as I thought he was going to be. I thought it was going to be like bad, bad, bad. But I like the coach more than I thought I would. I thought, yeah, I don't know. His offense looks pretty pretty good, um, as much as I could really hope for. Um, second t-shirt idea, um, Ruther and then Russell Wilson, and Ruther just screaming, Wilson! <laughs> yeah, you get it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't have a condom there for us, so later. I like Russell Wilson's head floating in the ocean. Ruther on a raft. <laughs> Wilson. I think I think uh, Pete Carroll's head is gonna be floating in the uh, was it Puget Sound after this. I'm telling you, I, I think it's gonna be rough sliding for them. I know it's I know it's three wow. games in. I mean, this there's never been a more classic Russ Stan fucking take than it's oh it's it's Pete Carroll's fault now. I'm saying he's going to take the blame. Yeah. I'm just saying they're, they're three games in and that, that division is so fucking good. And it's again, it's classic Seattle, all three games. They look great in the first half. They can't score in the second half and their defense is garbage. It's just garbage. I think it's going to be, it could be, they can look. I do have faith in Russ. Like he's good enough in my opinion to possibly get them nine, 10 wins. But, ooh, it's going to be tough in that division. That is a stacked division. Yeah, I agree. And by, and by the way, back to his call, you, you, know, you know, Jared Goff, he's a medium pizza. We didn't call him a small pizza. Like, he can have his moments. Just like when I get a medium pizza, I guess it has its moments. Not really, though. I mean, the, the bottom line with Jared Goff is exactly what we're seeing is sure Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl with the best coach and the best roster. And guess what? They didn't score any fucking points in that Super Bowl and they lost. So it really like I don't know how much like we got peak Goff. Peak Goff already happened. We did. Now you could argue Jared Goff like continues to grow as a quarterback and so but like Sean McVay knows more football than us and he disagrees. He got rid of him and 
was like, I'll fucking take my chances with Matt Stafford. And unlike so many teams, he didn't overvalue first round draft capital. He was like, I will mortgage first round draft capital for a better quarterback. And here's an observation. Here's a visual observation I have with Sean McVay. He looks happier. He looks more enthused. Maybe I'm reading too much into this. I think him on those sidelines, because he doesn't have that albatross just hanging over him, which was Jared Goff. I think now that he has a competent and really, really, really good quarterback. I think he's just got less work on his hands. He's that's not what calling that's the play down. That's what I'm saying. 10 seconds left in the, but I think it, clock. I think it shows on the sideline. I, I, I also I, think, you know, a big part of it was, listen, Last year, the Rams won a playoff game without Jared Goff. It's a good point. We forget that. In Seattle, I know they didn't have fans, but still. On the road, they had a third-string quarterback. Now, Russ threw one right to one of their defensive players on a screen pass. Oh, you had to do it. You had to do it. Kick a guy when he's down. (laughs) Oh, boy. That was a bad pass. That was a bad, bad pass. Let's keep it NFL. I like this next call because I think it's a great discussion point that no one's talking about. What's up, Joe and Andy? Uh, Dirtball Evan here from Ohio, and I got another NFL hypothetical for you guys. After watching Justin Tucker's kick on Sunday – I looked at some stats and I saw a tweet from Field Yates. Justin Tucker has now made 50 straight field goals in the fourth quarter or overtime. Of those 50, 21 have been for 40-plus yards, seven from 50-plus yards, and one from 66. He's never missed a kick in the final minute of regulation. So hypothetically, we went back to 2012 when Justin Tucker entered the league, and every NFL team knew exactly what his career was going to be and how awesome he was going to be as a kicker. Where would he go in the NFL draft? And I was talking with this with a uh, with a buddy, and I honestly think he's worth a first round pick at least. And honestly, top fifteen might be in the in the range because he is such a weapon and so valuable to any team with you know that needs kicking. So let me know what you guys think. And condoms are for Jason Garrett. Stay dirty. Oh, best condoms are for I've ever heard. Uh, I'll say this. So there's two, there's one thing I'll add to his call. And then there's one part of his call that I will say is there's a, some flaw in his logic, although I mostly agree with what he's saying. First of all, um, I'd argue at this point, Justin Tucker's on his way to being the greatest kicker of all time. I was just going to say uh, to me, he already is. And he's already the best kicker ever. And the reason is sure. He doesn't have the, Venetieri resume of kicking big playoff kicks, kicking ways into the Super Bowl, kicking Super Bowl wins. But I'd argue it's because he hasn't had the opportunity. And if he did, he would. Although, didn't he miss the extra? Doesn't he have a big extra point miss that got the Patriots to a Super Bowl? Or is it the other way around? Good question. I thought he had a big miss somewhere. That was like an extra point miss or like a chip shot miss. 
in a in a Patriots playoff game. But I could be I could I you know my brain is also mush. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at that tweet right now by Field Yates. He's made 50 straight field goals. That's amazing in the fourth quarter overtime. 50. Yeah. yeah. Of those 50, 21 have been 40 plus yards, seven 50 plus yards, and one from the, the long 66 yarder. He's never missed a kick in the final minute of regulation. He's 16 of 16. I mean, right there to me makes him the best kicker. Like those stats. He he hits them when they matter most. Yeah. And I mean, I just pulled up a YouTube video entitled, I'm glad that I yeah. Flacco tosses late TV, but Tucker misses the PAT. Oh, Saints win. So that wasn't a playoff one. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember. My brain is fucking mush. Well, look, regardless, the value, okay. the anyway, value he brings. To go back to the other portion of his question, I could argue that he is a first round value. But I would argue that he is not a top 15 value. The reason being. He's a he's a first round value to a team where he joins your team and he immediately is your weapon. Whereas if you're a top 15 pick, you got a lot of bigger problems than the fucking uh, kicker. OK, that's fair logic. That's fair. You got a lot bigger problems than your kicker. Now, the idea that, uh, you know, a playoff team. Takes him as a first round pick. OK, a borderline playoff team takes him as a first round pick. Yeah, I could see it. But first, you need to be in position to, like, use this weapon. Sure. And Justin Tucker kicking 60 yarders because you can't get across half field because you're the Detroit Lions. You don't take him fucking third overall. Sure. Yeah. Like, uh... so unless it was like a situation where, you know, somebody owns somebody's draft capital and they're picking 10th and they're a playoff team, you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah, like the Raiders taking Sebastian Janikowski 17th was reckless. At the time and to this day, it seems like an insane decision. What, the Janikowski pick? Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't underestimate, though, a kicker. You really, like, like a kicker who's this good. Again, we're, we're talking arguably the GOAT of kickers. He's that you cannot underestimate his value. He straight up won them that game. And if he's that clutch, that's why I, I've said this before. And I always say, I never understand the big schools having shitty kickers in college. Like I've never understood a school like Bama who is so loaded. Cause a, he doesn't give a fuck about giving a scholarship to a kicker. He, he clearly doesn't, but at times when it matters, it shows. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, he, I mean, he is just, and he sings opera. I mean, the guy, can we, can we talk about that for a minute? He sings opera. The guy has a pair. Of, yeah. He's got, he's got some, that's the word I'm looking for. Oh, right. here it is. It might have been, it might have been the reason we have Tucker after all. 2011 playoffs, Patriots 23. Ravens 20, AFC Championship game. Patriots advance after Lee Evan drops go-ahead TD and Billy Cundiff misses game-tying 32-yard field goal. That's right. It was Cundiff. 
This is why Justin Tucker exists. I was blacked out drunk that game. I think I was like, watching it at Dan Gormley's apartment in Santa Monica. I, I was so Robert. blacked out. I missed the, like I, I drank through the night. Oh, how the hell, how so much has changed in 10 years. I drank through the night to that game in the morning and did, like, was like dead on my bed while that game was going on. A young Andy Ruther. Uh, how times have changed. Now I'm, now I'm seeing in the YouTube comments, people are like, this is kind of late for Ruther. Is, is this, I mean, now it's like, oh, Ruther's up past his bedtime. So they're going to be able to get up for hot yoga in the morning. No, yoga's at 11. It's not hot. It's geriatric yoga. Sorry. Or is my, one of my nieces calls it boomer yoga. Boomer yoga. Yeah, whatevs. Okay, let's get whatevs. Let's get uh oh this one's this one's been sitting here. Let's just keep the NFL thing going. This one's been sitting here for a minute. This is for you. What's up, Joe and Andy? It's uh, Adam from Colorado. Uh, I saw something over the weekend in the Panthers game. Uh this guy had what oh. uh is this it? To be about no, hold on. This is we, we we've already done one. Sorry, Adam. Oh man, I always feel bad for the dirt balls who get the first half of their call and then oh, you know, okay. fuck this dude. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking idiot was not the guy I was thinking of. It's some other asshole. Some some guys, some dirt balls fucking dream to hear his call <laughs> on the show. He got he's like, I was saw in the Panthers Bronco game. He's like, Oh, I remember this one. This is shit. Fuck your call, dude. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it because we already know the <laughs> we already know the answer to this. It's funny when I forget to put because I put the area codes and I sometimes I forget there's two area two of the same area code. We'll, we'll finish this because we actually tweeted this out. The guy who had like the 45 Miller lights. Let's I'll play it. 20 different uh, empty Miller light cans uh, under his chair. Don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, question is, what's the most um. I don't know, I guess um, impressive drinking you've seen. I mean, come on. Interested to hear your stories. Or, uh, Andy, what's the most impressive uh, smoking you've seen in person? Anyways, take care of you guys. Well, we already know, we already referenced it earlier in the show. Kobe I, Bryant. Yeah, I Co- mean, Kobe I'm, Bryant. Kobe, Kobe Bryant shot. The Kobe challenge. shot sounds like I've never seen anybody, I've never even been around anybody that could do that. Now, Obviously, it wasn't just like a spur of the moment thing. It was very well planned. There was a dietary regimen involved early in the day. Like there training was, for a marathon. It was 100%. It was like, I mean, we I planned that for months. I, you know, but that's certainly the most I've ever seen or been a part of, obviously. The, the thing with guys who drink like 25 beers at a game, I'm just like, I'm more impressed with how rich they are than how fucking much they can drink. <laughs> Who can afford 20 Miller? Like, what are you fucking Elon Musk? Like who can afford Miller lights at a ball game are $19. You just casually go into a football game and spending $600 on beer. Who are you? And, then, so and, they're, and they're never in a fucking, they're always in a shitty section. Yeah. They're in like the 400 level. He's like, I can only spare $80 a week on season tickets, but I'll spend 690 bucks on Miller lights when I get there. Like, yeah. dude, how many beers are you drinking? Also with beer. Like you win a scratcher on your way into the fucking stadium. <laughs> you know, also with the beer, it's like 
how do you have enough space in your stomach? Man? Yeah. And you're just, you're just pissing every fucking eight <laughs> seconds. You, you know, the dude we're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he know why he had like a case of Miller light underneath. And he had, seat. and he had pint bottles. Yeah. And you're right. He was the up pint like cans, whatever they were. He wasn't exactly in the best seats either. No. You're like, dude, just get fucking buy a for get the a amount suite. of money you spent on yeah, get a suite. The beers are suite. free. Get a suite, bro. <laughs> this is not cost effective. You are yeah. not getting a good return on your investment. money is way better spent getting a suite and then just drinking endless beers for free. Beers are free yeah. in the suite. Sure. What's like what's the most you've seen someone do with like edibles or something? Mm. Nothing stands out to me as like insane. I mean, by I'd the be- way, the, 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 the drinking wise, besides the Kobe Bryant shot challenge still. And I still, I, I never got a look at this guy's face. Still the moment that remember the guy I told you about in Texas, after you left me in Austin by myself, I was taking a shit at the Marriott. This guy came in and literally housed in a six pack of Lone Star in a minute and a half. He choked. He sat down in the bathroom stall next to me. Six pack of Lone Star goes on the floor. One of them comes out, and I swear I've described it the same way. Always, it sounded like he was choking on beer. He was like, he was like, it wouldn't. He wouldn't even let it pour out. He had to suck it out, put the bottle down, pull the next one up, and w- and in less than two minutes, he housed an entire six pack and walked out. And I couldn't even finish shitting and wiping fast enough to like see who this guy. I was like, was that a superhero? You did. He was just an alcoholic. I think he was either an alcoholic with a special skill. Yeah. He was either an alcoholic or I've always thought about this. I was like, you know, was he meeting like his father-in-law for the first time and was like hella nervous, but then it's like, just go to the bar and ask for like three Two whiskey shots. shots. Yeah, yeah. But that wouldn't, but where did, that wouldn't give him the ability to be able to I, yeah, basically open his throat. He was, he was more than opening his throat. He was sucking it in. It was insane. I still, to this day, I'm like, this is my Lewis Black. Like, Lewis Black has that bit about hearing about the horse, and it gives him an, like, I'm still like, I ran out, like, where is this guy? I could never find him. Like, who, who are you? Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I, I don't know as far as like the amount of edibles I've seen somebody do. What's the thing Joey Diaz used to give? I think it was, was it 100 milligrams? He called the star. Was, yeah. I think it was hundreds of milligrams, like 2,000 milligrams or something like that. No, I think it was. I like, think it was. I think it was. I think it was like a 2,000 milligram, like black star of death or whatever. I'm curious. Because I like. Star of death. How strong are the straw? Or. I mean, you must be 18 to view this. Yeah, I'm 18. Okay. According to this, this is from four years ago. Well, there's a lot of different opinions. 200 milligrams each for the black stars, 125 Jesus. milligrams for the red stars. Or or another answer is 300 to 500 milligrams. Oh, that's, that's per, insane. That's, that's per pack. Dude, I'd be dead. Dead. You Did you see how I'm from 10 milligrams? I took a I took a 50 milligram cookie one time, not realizing it was 50 milligrams. I hadn't eaten. That's the video I have of me passing out at Lula's. 
like falling face down on the table. I had 50 milligrams, hadn't eaten, started drinking, start, went out, played Frisbee for a while, then started drinking margaritas oh. and just whitied. All right. This was the other call I was going to get to. This is why it was for you because it involved Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. Where's our boy Fitz these days? Hey, Joe and Andy, number one dirt balls in South Bend, Indiana, calling Stephen Dermer. Uh, just kind of curious. I know you guys talked about Tony Robo not being a Hall of Famer, and I 100% agree with that. But if you had to choose between Tony Romo and Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously neither of which are Hall of Fame candidates, but who would you put in the – Hall of Fame between the two. Obviously, Fitzmagic never really stayed with one team or never really had too many years and good years. I mean, he'd have good starts and good runs, but he'd never have a continuous good season. And, I mean, Romo had a couple good seasons, but he had all those good teams and never could do anything with it. So, yeah, thanks, guys. Stay dirty. I mean, so the question can't wait to hear your answer on this. Well, the question was, wasn't like who you'd rather have. Well, first of all, my answer for both is exactly the same, but the question wasn't who you'd rather have. The question is who would, who you put in the hall of fame first. And I'd argue Ryan Fitzpatrick still playing football. Like, Tony Romo didn't accomplish anything in his short amount of time. We both agree that makes him a hall of fame candidate. In my opinion, he didn't win any fucking big games. He didn't win an MVP. He didn't win. I mean, he didn't do anything. In my opinion, Tony Romo's hall of fame resume is almost none. I think you could at least make a small argument for Ryan. Not that you're making an argument for him being in the hall of fame, but I think you're like, at least with Ryan Fitzpatrick, you could say he's still compiling long-term career stats. All right. Side by side. About the same amount of yards. Fitz hasn't beat right now. (laughs) Hasn't beat right now. Well, Tony Romo's done. So he hasn't beat. That's what I'm saying. And counting. So Fitz hasn't beat with more yards. He's also played four more seasons. Romo still hasn't beat 25 more touchdowns. Interceptions, Fitz is crushing him. Um, Obviously, wins and losses. Romo's 78 and 49. Fitzpatrick is 59 and 87 because he played on a lot of bad teams. Rushing yards. Man, you forget Fitz has Fitz has 575 career rushing yards. You'd love to see it. I mean, it is pretty good. Romo only has 238. I mean, I mean, I think we both we both agree neither of them are Hall of Fame candidates. Yeah, of course. The, uh, my the only thing I would argue Patrick's is never like, played a playoff game. Right. Tony Romo's won what two? Yeah, he's two and four all time. The argument would be like if you were making an argument for who deserved to be in the Hall of Fame more, I d- I just don't know that statistically you even have an argument for either. But like Fitzpatrick, you have an argument like he's played for fucking every team in the league. He plays for X amount of years. Like 
You know what I mean? And he's not done. So it's like, I think that if you were trying to make an argument, you can make an argument. If somebody plays 25 years in the NFL, that's something. If somebody plays for 20 of 32 NFL teams, that's something. Otherwise, statistically, neither of them have anything that argues that they should be in the, the Hall of Fame. And side note, he's, he's pumping out kids, too. I think Fitz has eight kids. And the beard and the fucking, you know, the vibe. Fitz he's ba- he's ba- I'm just saying, Fitz is fucking. I'm just going to call it as it is. Fitz is fucking. And, you know, the uh, I saw the stat about Derek Carr's first three games. And Derek Carr's like the third most yards through three games ever. And the only people he's behind are somebody during one of their crazy, like Peyton Manning or something like that. And Ryan Fitzpatrick. What his, his time with the box. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Forgot about that. All right. So those are the calls today. 310-359-8365. We do have our picks to get to. And uh, as always, our picks are brought to you by FanDuel. Every weekly pick segment is brought to you by FanDuel. Guys, if you're not signed up, just do it. I, I know you guys play. You guys all play fantasy. Go check out their sports book. Go play fantasy. You can set new lineups every day. They have so many different types of formats. The main slate, the single game, the best ball, the snake draft. You can even do private contest with your friends. And, uh, it's important to uh, listen to us because we, we, we'll we keep you in the loop on who you should and shouldn't start. Don't start T Higgins this week because he's not playing for the Bengals on Thursday. So uh, start playing fantasy football this season and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit up to $500. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com forward slash dirty to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's fanduel.com forward slash dirty age and restriction. I'm sorry. Age and location restrictions apply bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 30 days. Okay. So let me go here to the FanDuel sports book and pull up the old NFL. And like we said, we're going to have to take turns here. I go, you go, you want to do it like that? Sure. To keep it fair. All right. First up, I mentioned this earlier. The Jags come into town. Battle of the cats. Meow. <laughs> Are you high? No, I wish. Uh, no, I'm just high on life. Crushed those 90 laps earlier. I got the swimmer hair going in effect. Okay. So uh, Jags travel to Cincinnati. I'll say my spiel. I, uh, I want to take Jacksonville because that half point, I think the Bengals are two and one. This reeks of it's a trap. It's a short week. What is the uh, spread? Seven and a half. Okay. I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I think Cincinnati wins. They go three and one. And I know Jacksonville's looked bad, but again, Urban Meyer's coming back. Like he coached in Ohio state. He coached at Bowling Green. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> He's from the area, right? He coached my high school back in the day as a DB coach. That was actually his first job when he went to he went to University of Cincinnati. Like he's coming back. He's 
So I don't know if that's going to help or hurt. We'll probably have a yeah, lot. Yeah, I, of- I was like, you're talking me out of it now. I also yeah. have Jacksonville. This the half point hook is uh, is what got me. I also think you know Jacksonville's played their way into some game. Like there's been there's been moments, and I'm just not super high on like like I got burned on the Bengals last week, and I almost feel like me too. Where some people would get burned. And be like, oh, maybe they're better than I thought. I'm like, oh, the Bengals are one of those teams now that you, they're not going to convince me on a week-to-week basis no. to believe in them more. And, and the truth is, you're probably like me. I think they'll win. I would definitely not be shocked if the Bengals lose. I wouldn't be shocked if they lose. I wouldn't be shocked if they win by 20. Yeah, but the seven and a half just seems big for a short week, too. I think that I think that yeah, Thursday night game against a, you know, two sloppy not, teams, sloppy teams. I'm not going to call the Bengals bad, but I'm not going to call them good. Between a bad team and a not good team. Sure. All right. So we're both going Jacksonville. Uh, next up. The Washington football team travels to Atlanta where they are a point and a half favorite. So your turn to go. I looked at this one and uh, I got to say, this is the one team on my pick them list where I actually made one pick and then changed my mind. Washington looking bad last week against uh, Buffalo doesn't scare me that much. Um, I think Buffalo or I think Washington can move the ball. And I think that um, the Falcons are pretty bad. The Falcons defense is uh, not good. Their offense is suspect. Um, but that being said, you know, the Falcons to me are a team that their worst year, they're still going to be fucking hanging around, hanging around. They get, they, they look bad in two games. They get a win against the giants. I feel like they could win a home game against the Washington football team. So I'm going to take the Falcons to win and cover. All right. Yeah. So. Fitz is still out. He's going to be out for a while. So Taylor Heineke is the quarterback. I'm going to take Washington because of their defense to win and cover. Their defense gave up 40 points last week. I know. I think they bounced back. I hope they bounce back. I think, and by the way, I'm not like this is also an obviously an opportunity for us to talk about the league. It's like, I'm not sure Washington's defense is good. I'm not sure they were good last year. Now that I come to think of it, they, they were good out. last year. Well, they played six games against terrible football teams in the non-starting quarterback, Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles. Like they had a, the games that I'll, I'll here's what I'll say about the Washington football team defense. And I don't think this is really that important given um, we're not seeing the Washington football team matter late in this NFL season, but I think the Washington football team is talented enough defensively to shut down bad teams and also just get absolutely fucked by good teams. Now, uh, the Falcons aren't a good team, but I'm going to stick with them to win. All right. We've talked about them a lot this show. The Detroit Lions travel to Chicago where they're three-point underdogs. Bears are just a mess at the quarterback situation. We've discussed how Nagy is just such a bad coach. The Lions coming off such a tough loss. 
The Lions have been able to move the ball. And for that reason, I am going to say the Lions go on the road and win in Chicago. Not only did they cover the spread, this is my Andy Ruther upset pick of the week. Wow. Well, glad we let you go first. I am uh, going with the Bears here. I think the Bears got, I don't want to say exposed last week. I mean, you have you have Andy Dahl now. You have a quarterback in. Uh, they, do, they do a horrible job last week of getting anything going offensively. I don't think Nagy's a good coach. In fact, I think he's a debacle of a coach. But I think what gets people off his back for a week, not because it's a good game plan or anything, but just because he's playing a bad team, uh, is they look good this week. And, you know, the Bears are at eight and nine football team by the end of the year because they have teams like the Detroit Lions. And honestly, here's the other thing, like I just said about uh, the Bengals. The, I actually think the Lions are bad. And so the fact that they looked good last week and almost beat a good team and lost on a wild field goal just makes me think now they have a, uh, a game where they're just pure shit. I'll take the Bears to win and cover. Tennessee travels to New York. I keep taking the... Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, you'll make your pick first. So the Tennessee travels to New York where they are seven-point favorites against the Jets. I'm going to take the Titans. Uh, I think the Jets are bad. I think the Titans are a team, again, it's going to beat up on bad teams. Uh, I'd like this a lot more if it wasn't in New York, but, like, how much do the Jets fucking... Like, how much does where the Jets play matter? I think the Jets... Um, and I said this when I was talking about my Giants last week. I think Zach Wilson is going to be fine. But I don't think this is a matter of coaching. I don't think this is a matter of what I, I just think the Jets just don't have talent. They have injuries. They don't have talent. Um, I think the Titans are a good football team. I'm going to take the Titans to cover. Yeah, I don't like seven, but for the same reasons, I also just think the Jets are garbage. I have to go with Tennessee on this. All right. The Browns travel AFC, NFC, North game. Browns travel to Minnesota. They are two-point favorites against the Vikings. I like Cleveland. I don't like Minnesota. Now, Minnesota played pretty well last week. Kirk Cousins looked really good. The offense looked great against Seattle. Doesn't matter to me. I think the Browns are a much better team than Seattle. Therefore, I think the Browns win and cover at that minus two. I think the Browns win and cover as well. I think they're they have a good defensive front. I think that they will pressure the quarterback. You pressure Kirk Cousins, he turns into a god-awful quarterback. I mean, this is my Kirk Cousins. This is my whole thing with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, garbage time wizard, bad team wizard. Last week, they, you know, he looks great against Seattle. Not that they're a bad team, but they don't have a good defense. You pressure Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is absolute fucking mush. I go with the, I agree with you. I think the Browns win and cover. All right. Next up will be your first pick. Indy travels to Miami. Oh, what a terrible game this is. The Dolphins with your boy, Josie and the Pussycats, Jacoby Bersholi, Chicken Parm, Josie. I don't know what you want to call him. 
Miami is point and a half favorites. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's in Miami doesn't make me feel good, but first of all, I think everybody's overestimating the Joji Bershkoli, uh, revenge game. <laughs> Will Tug be in Miami present at this game? Uh, the, Number mostly, one, Josie Brascoli fan, Tug Coke. Mostly, this actually, my, my pick on this, which is the Colts, has a lot less to do with the Miami Dolphins and who's playing quarterback with them than it does with the Colts, who have been in all their football games and have been sniffing around to win. They, sh- they certainly shouldn't be an 0-4 team. I, it's, that's my, yeah. So I'm going with the Colts. That's my... That's that's my reasoning right there. I just can't see the Colts starting on four. I just can't. So I think they win and cover. All right. Carolina travels to Dallas. Dallas coming off that big win against the Eagles. No respect for the Panthers. Four and a half point road dogs. Therefore, I'm for sure riding this Panthers defense. Four and a half. Put some respect on Sam Darnold in Carolina. Panthers cover. Good chance they win. I can absolutely see it happening. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I don't think that I, I actually think it's more of a the Cowboys offense at home inside puts up a lot of points. And I'll be interested to see if Sam Darnold, who has looked great so far, can keep up. Um I'm going to take the Cowboys to, wow, win, to win and cover. I'm kind of shocked too. I just don't believe in the Panthers that much. I actually don't believe in the Cowboys that much either, but I just think the Panthers have had a good couple of weeks. I think the ride comes to an end and uh, I could see them giving up a lot of points. All right. This next game is uh, you'll be there. Giants saints in new Orleans. Seven point Saint favorites. Your call, Joe. This is tough for me. This is tough. Come on, be your homer. Be your homer. Well, I'm, it's actually the opposite of a homer pick, although I am going to take the Giants. But the reason I'm going to take the Giants is twofold. One, uh, the Saints haven't put up a ton of points other than the week one win. And also, honestly, the opposite. I actually don't think the Giants have a chance in this game but I think they're going to make it as painful. They're going to make this 0-4 loss as painful as possible on me. I honestly hope it's over in the first quarter and I can just, you know, enjoy the fact that I'm in the Superdome and I'm at a football game and whatever, and there's no pressure. But I have a feeling that in the fourth quarter, I'll be on the edge of my seat and it will be a fucking close game and I'll get burned by, you know, uh, another devastatingly painful loss this time in person. Cause now I actually feel like my team's out to get me. So sadly, because I don't believe in the giants, I will take them. Man. If I don't take the giants, I got a root for Jameis. Oh, absolutely disgusting. I think I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to take the saints and I'll be rooting for Jameis Winston to put up some points. Now here's a question for you. Cause it's funny. You just said that. When you watch the games on Sunday, do, are you rooting based on your picks? Or like if it's a coin flip based on your like feelings on the teams? No, the truth is I forget my picks. Yeah, me too. A lot of times. That's the truth. More often than not, I'm like rooting against my like 
personal interest as opposed to like the spread. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not following the spread. Like Jameis, that's why I'm saying this. I think the Saints are a much better team, obviously. Oh, yeah. But, I think we both agree to that. But I'm just like, you know, for this game, I'm not going to be mad. Like, if well, like for me, for example, you took the Panthers. I took the Cowboys. I'm rooting for you to win. I hope you fucking absolutely get that one. Yeah. Even if it was coming down to our final, like, the bet of the year, the fuck I'd rather, I'd rather spend a day in Ikea than root for the Cowboys to win a game. By the way, completely off topic. I don't know why it just hit me. You know, uh, you know, John Jay, right? Yo, John Jay, that John Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who he's related to? John you know Jay, the first no, Secretary dude, he, of State of the United States or whatever. He's related to Justo Jay, who was one of the drug smugglers in Cocaine Cowboys on Netflix. They just throw that in at the end, and Justo Jay isn't a big part at all of the thing because he was like a minor guy. No way. But like no my way. Mo- John yeah. Jay and Justo Jay? My mind, I know this no is completely off topic. I was like... They just showed at the end because I finished that six-part docu-series. Like, wait, John Jay is related to J- Justo Jay? Especially the history that I we thought he might. I thought he might be related to John Jay, former president of the Continental Congress. Oh, yeah, no. Not related to him. So, yeah, his dad was... Uh, dad served some time. Total side note there. Okay, the Chiefs travel to Philly... Chiefs are seven point favorites. Is it my turn or your turn? Uh, I just did the Giants. Okay. Seven points. I don't care if it's uh, 70 points. Chiefs win and cover. Agreed. It's just, especially coming off two losses. Yeah. Especially coming off the performance that the Eagles gave against the Cowboys. You can't stop dacking the Cowboys. How many points are the fucking Chiefs going to score? Sure. Our Texans. Andy Reid revenge game. He didn't make it out of the hospital for his dehydration. By the way, I, like I, you hate to make light of someone's health, but I, I have to say this: of all the problems with Andy Reid, the guy is morbidly obese. If there were like heart issues, or I'm like, okay, cool, you know, some sort of blood clot. They hit us with dehydration. I mean, can well, we- they hit us with dehydration because he's obese, and because it doesn't matter what month it is and where he's playing. He won't take the fucking windbreaker off. It's like, hey, go down to the fucking polo shirt, Andy. You're too hot. You're running hot, dog. Drink some fucking Sweating water. Out. Drink some yeah. water, man. He can't. He's wearing the fucking welder's mask. Come on, get some water. All right. We both agree on that one. Texans travel to Buffalo. Our biggest spread of the week right here. I'll be curious what you say. Fifth. 15 and a half points. The Bills are spotting the, the Texans. Now, again, the Texans covered last week in Cleveland. Can they bring that magic again? I am taking the Texans. I'm just uh, that's spread. Like, listen, I am not against, uh, you know, sometimes I think the NFL and Vegas, like they, they don't go there with the spreads. I think the Bills had a rough week one after a long, you know, after a very long offseason against a team with good defense. I think they're really good. I think they're 
they proved that last week, but 16 and a half points, 15 and a half, 15 and a half. It's a bananas amount of points for an NFL spread. I'm going to take the Texans. It makes me think Vegas knows something. Therefore, I'm going to take the bills. Lots of different picks this week, Joe. Great. I think we'll have a different one here too. Arizona three and oh, LA Rams three and oh, big Saturday or Sunday afternoon game at SoFi Stadium. Rams are four and a half point favorites. Huge win, convincing win against the Super Bowl champs last week. Arizona's eking out some games, they looked really shaky the first two and a half quarters against Jacksonville. But I think Arizona keeps it close. I'm going to take Arizona to cover that four and a half point spread. You're not, we're not different. I actually like Arizona in this game as well. I think that this is going to be a tough division. This is always a tough division. I feel like over the years when the Rams were bad, they'd always fucking upset your Seahawks. Well, you know, when the, you know, when the Rams were good, they lose a game to the, the Cardinals. Like it's a wonky division where these guys get after each other. And also I think playing inside in SoFi with Kyler Murray. And if there's one type of player that I think, you know, can give a uh, Rams type defense fits, it's Kyler Murray. So I'm going to agree with you. I think it's a close game. Yeah. We'll stay in that division. Seattle travels to San Francisco, coming off a tough loss to Green Bay. The Niners are only three-point favorites at home. I am taking the 49ers because they're at home, because they're coming off that loss, and because they smell blood in the water. All the years, all the years that your boy Russ has gone out and beaten you know that Niners team when they're a Super Bowl team, when they're like right there, Russ has been a thorn in their side and he probably will continue to be a thorn in their side. That's why it's only a three point game. And I even have it at two and a half on my, in my pick em league. But I just think that the Niners uh, with that loss to the Packers, they need, they can't, they can't lose to the Packers and then come back and have Russ. They, they can't lose two games at home back to back or else they get themselves in a real situation. I think the Niners win and cover. Yeah. Obviously I'm down on the, Seahawks after just three games, but so I can't change that. I, I think the Niners win in cover. And sadly, I think Seattle starts one and three. Oh boy. Very limited. Yeah. You know, she's not going to like that. I think he called me recently. He always, he always calls me right when I'm doing something. Probably one of my hot take. He's the type of guy who'll call me just to be like, what do you think of this? Like, dude, you should just send me a text. Like, <laughs> like, like, I don't think he knows how to text. Like, oh, you were my opinion on the Seahawks this year. I think they're going to be worse than they've been in a long time. Could have handled that in a text. Okay. Ravens travel to the Broncos. Broncos are a one point favorite. I'm up first right now. You are. I think the Ravens win in cover. Same. Um, I think this is the beginning of the end for the Broncos. I hate to say it. I know. Listen, I said it last show and everybody, I was right. I had Broncos fans. Why? Why? Why couldn't be us? Our defense, our defense, our defense. Now, the Broncos have, I believe, this game followed by the Steelers. And then it's like Raiders. Um 
fuck. I just looked at it before. It was like Raiders. Let me look now. Browns. Then they get into Washington Cowboys Eagles. So they get a, an NFC East run and they get Chargers Chiefs. I just think as good as their defense is that, you know, is their defense good enough to stop a Lamar? Like, I just think the Ravens go in there and win the game. Yeah. I think last week was a good wake up call for the Ravens. Almost losing that game. All right. Pittsburgh. We just mentioned them travels to green Bay. Packers are six and a half point favorites. Six and a half is really high, especially against a good defense and uh, in a game that should be relatively low scoring. That being said, I'm sticking with my boy, Aaron Rodgers. He had the one game. He got everybody on the edge of their seat. And then he's like, sit back, relax. We're going to put up a bunch of fucking points. I just look too good. I don't think this is high. I think Packers beat the shit out of them. Pittsburgh's like, I think he's, mark my words, right? This is going to be a blowout. A blowout. 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 Now, now I feel terrible about my pick. Now he's just Andy Ruther cursed it. It's going to be a fucking 6 6 game going into overtime. Pittsburgh looked terrible last. Their offense is terrible. Awful. They can't, they're not going to be able to compete scoring points. Packers win by two touchdowns. You heard it here first. All right. The game everyone's talking about the Tom Brady comeback to Tampa New England. Bay. Bucks at Pats. Bucks are seven point favorites. Wow. So much going into this big game. Big game. This is your Sunday night game. The, pr- the promos for this have been really funny, I'll say. NBC's done a good job. I haven't seen any of them. Where would you see them? They were doing them during the game last week. They were doing like that. One of them was Adele's "Hello." Like oh, they were, yeah. they, they were playing some funny music. I saw a few that were really good. This is a tough one. Does Belichick check the PSI on the football during this game? Does he request a football check? Who's going first, me or you, on this one? This is you. I believe I just took. The Packers. He, he did. You're right. New England's just struggling offensively. They both are coming out for blood. You're seeing a lot of stuff the last few weeks, which probably I hate. I hate that. Like this, this, some of these takes about like it's more the player than the coach. Like, guys, to disregard what Belichick has done is so I find so disrespectful. Nothing was proven whether it was more Brady. I'll argue anybody that Brady won a title in Tampa Bay and I'm a Brady guy, but nothing was proven that it was more him than the coach in new England. They worked together. And you can argue all you want about how it ended or should they've gotten rid of Brady and all that stuff. You can argue that's fine, but come on. That was a team effort. Just like all the greats, have always had, you know, Montana had Walsh. I mean, come on. I'd argue, you know, in, in doing all that, it's like Bill Belichick is the architect of those teams. I don't think Tom Brady's just like winning Super Bowl. He Tom Brady picked where he wanted to go next because they were ready to win. Um, Bill Belichick has to 
put that he's the GM of the team. It's not, he's not just the coach. He's the GM. He got all the guys that won all the Super Bowls with Brady. He got all the guys in the beginning. They changed their style. They changed their style again. They changed their style again. I'd argue, as I have for many years, going 10 and six with fucking Matt Castles, everything you need to know about that. But um, that well, being said. Yeah, with that being said, seven's a lot. I, it's a lot. But I just don't think the Pats can put up points. I'm going to go Bucks comeback game after last week. This one's tough for me, man. I have the Bucks. I picked the Bucks. I picked it at six and a half. The half point doesn't make me feel better. That's for sure. The question becomes for me in this game, and it's a full on stay away. Yeah, I would of, not. In terms of gambling I agree. Loss. I wouldn't touch this game. But. Tom Brady definitely went down there and took his offense, right? Like he's definitely running all the Brady shit. So the question is, can Belichick knowing what he's going to see with their talent, keep it close. It's really tough. I think I'm going to go with the box as well. I would not be surprised if I'm wrong. Yeah, I would not touch this game. I assume most Pat fans are going to cheer him on, right? I mean, how could you not? The guy got six oh, Super Bowls. You mean in terms of like not booing him? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's white. You want all those Super Bowls? I think I think Pat's hands will be fine. I don't know. I just don't I would, know how. How you couldn't yeah. support him. Like, literally put their franchise on the map. Obviously, with Belichick, is again, combined effort, but come on. Yeah. All right. Your Monday night game in Los Angeles. The Raiders. Bring that 3-0 undefeated record to SoFi Stadium against the Chargers coming off that Huge win against the Chiefs. They're saying this is even on a neutral field. Chargers are three-point favorites. Who you got, Joe Prano? Well, I think the Chargers are the better football team. I think the Chargers have proven me, proven to me that they can win big games in beating the Chiefs. The Raiders have won some big games so far, but you know, it's also it was dicey in Miami. You know, the 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 Monday night game against the Ravens, a little kooky, a little wild. I'm leaning full on Chargers here. And that is why I'm going with the Raiders. Oh, <laughs> he threw me for a loop. But here's what I'll say. The other reason I'm going for the Raiders is um now, I think the Raiders are cut from the same kind of cloth that the Cowboys are. Cowboys came into SoFi, beat the Chargers, moving the ball. You know, it was a close game because neither of them were able to punch it in. Um, I think this game could go either way. I think it could be a 10-point Chargers win. I think it could be a one-point Raiders win. But I really do. I think it comes down to a, a kick. And what's crazy is the Monday night is like, 
the prime timeness on Monday night really makes me want to lean chargers. And I've been burned so many times over the years by going with the Raiders, but like, I don't know. Something about me is just drawn. The Raiders keep being in these games one way or the other and then winning them. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in this game one way or the other and lose it, but that it's, you know, one of these desperation wins ends up not going their way and they lose the game by two points or one point or whatever. I'm going to do the opposite. I think the Chargers win and cover. The Raiders are too flaky. They're too hot and cold. We both agree the Chargers are the overall better team. Be a lot of excitement. This will be a 5:15 West Coast time. This will be the yeah. first. This will be the first Monday Night Football game for the Chargers and at home, at least in the years. The thing that scares me about it is I think the Chargers are better, and I think that the Charger and I think this is going to be a high scoring game. And therefore, you would think that the three points isn't going to. But I just think it's going to be the Raiders just keep playing wild fucking now. End the games. That stadium will probably be. I mean, that stadium could be sixty percent Raiders fans. I would think so. Yeah. You know, it's because of all those bad Chargers fans who sell their tickets to Raiders fans, like me. How are we rooting for Justin Herbert and the Chargers? All right, those are our picks for Week Four. I think we have a lot of different picks. I like maybe it. Maybe the maybe the theory worked. Yeah. I like it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. Drop a podcast review and leave one of those Twitter or Instagram handles. And I will get you two koozie, two koozies in the mail. Two koozies. I am on uh, all social media at Joe Prano, except for Twitter, where I'm at Fix Your Life. I am in New Orleans this weekend for Giants at Saints. And of course, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday at Comedy House, New Orleans. I will be on the road with Eddie Ift in uh, La Jolla, Comedy Store La Jolla, toward the end of the month. And I'll be with him on some other dates into November. So just go to joeprano.com and keep updating it or slide in my DMs or follow me on Instagram and you'll get notifications of where I'm going, where I'll be. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Good luck in uh, New Orleans. That should be yeah. fun. And uh, you get get some comedy, get some Jameis, get some jambalaya, some hurricanes, maybe the Eli actual Manning hurricane. The and the, What's that? Yeah. See Eli Manning at the show, eat some beignets. I'm just thinking me and Eli Manning at Cafe Dumont morning morning of the saints giants game after he came to my show on saturday night enjoying some beignets that means it's everything i've dream, ever dreamed about what do you wear to that game uh i'll probably i have a giant hoodie and a giant t-shirt and i'll probably throw on a giant hat so you know giant t-shirt hat hoodie wasn't sure if the eli manning jersey would make it down there you know i think i'm gonna save i don't have you know i don't have an eli manning Giants jersey. Oh, yeah. You get the old Miss one. I have an old Miss jersey, which I will be saving for Giants at Chargers. A nice, subtle trolling of you drafted him when he was wearing this jersey, but we got him. Um, yeah, I probably won't pack the Eli jersey for New Orleans. Seems, seems like a slap in their face, you know, hometown boy. But 
I got a t-shirt and a hoodie. Yeah. It'll be like, you know, it's perfect. The weather there's warm. It'll be, it'll be like hoodie shorts weather. The best sure. weather. Is there better weather than hoodie shorts weather? Fall in Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. It's rain and chilly. It's rain. <laughs> I don't even know what fall is anymore, by the way. Like it's like 80 degrees today. I'm like, maybe I just haven't lived in the Midwest for so long. I said, I, I don't remember, you know, we're almost in October. I thought it was supposed to be cooler. Global warming is messing up. Messing up the fall. Come on, man. Want some some brisk air and light the fire pit. Talk to the neighbors. You know, the block party's coming up in 10 days. Big, big events around here. The block party. Big events. Yeah. All right, guys. That is our show. I'm, it's late. I'm an old man. I need to get this loaded and then go to sleep. Thank you for supporting us. You guys have a great weekend. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>